When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This man pulled out a crumpled up <laughs> napkin out of the back pocket and said, I have been waiting for my 30-second smorgasbord play call. Oh, like here, here's the three so plays, much. coach. Because <laughs> everybody hated him. Everybody hated him so much. Everybody was so frustrated at this time. They hated him so much. <laughs> Writing and rewriting history, first ever national title for Texas Tech. Jonathan Garibay, the boot is away, and it's gone! Welcome on, welcome on to the Tortillas and Takes podcast. You are on once again with your boy, I'll be sure. And woo, Texas Tech won a football game. Won a football game away from home, and it was not against a team from Texas. Two shocking revelations. Uh, so to talk about this shocking revelation, I got the people's champ himself, Jeremy Gill. We are really turning a corner here as a program. You know, I thought we're going to have this destiny this season of beating all the in-state teams and losing to all the out-of-the-state teams, which wasn't the worst out. I mean, it's not a bowl outcome, but it's not the worst outcome. Uh, but to get that win in Lawrence was a, it felt really good. I, that felt really confusing. I'll say that much. My emotions were all over the place at the end of the game. Um, but wait, a dub is a dub and we are one closer to bowl eligibility, which feels you want it. You really wanted to be here. I think you wanted to be in a spot where, um, you didn't have to come down to the last game. And so just having one win to get to that magic number of six, you're glad that you have two left on the schedule for it. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're almost there. We're one game away from it. I think at this point, what you're hoping, you're kind of hoping, I think we're, you know, I was thinking about this the other day. We are where we were in the fourth quarter of the Wyoming game. I know that's mm-hmm. a bad comparison because we lost the Wyoming game. But if you remember the Wyoming game, we came into the Wyoming game with, with tons of hype. We were, you know, a dark horse, Big 12 contender, a team you and I both predicted us to go nine and three. I think some people were saying that our floor was seven and five, all that stuff. Came in with a nice hype. As the game was going on, we got hit in the mouth and was like, okay, well, but we're going to be a good team. We'll rebound. By the time we hit the beginning of the fourth quarter, we all said, just survive. We will deal with everything else. Just survive this game. And, and after the game, we will figure it out, right? And, of course, we ended up losing. And, of course, and then you, you had the L in your schedule, this, that, and the other. I think with the way the season has gone now, we are now one game away from bowl eligibility. We are now in the just get to a bowl. <laughs> Our expectations have now changed. Just get to a bowl and we'll figure it out in the offseason. Right? I think that is where we are to salvage this season somewhat. I think if we end the season with 7-16, and 16, right, with the bowl, I think that kind of salvages it. That kind of says, okay, wasn't the best season, but you know what? We persevered at the end. We got some good wins. We had some bad luck. We're still good. We're still on course for the rest of the for for the future, right? Um, and that that just bodes well for 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 us going forward. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, 
this this was my this is my grief. This is my grief about coaching in general, right? If you're going to consistently make the same mistakes and nothing gets better, that's that's where I lose my interest. That's where I lose my passion. That's where I lose you lose me as a fan. I think something we've struggled with the whole season is you know, are we making the right adjustments for the things that we're coming up against? And we've had a couple of games this season that have felt very similar to other games, and we haven't made the adjustments, and we've lost, right? We've had similar losses in a lot of, in a, in a few, at least I'm thinking of three different or two different games um, that have had similar, kind of the similar finish. And you think, oh my God. And so literally for this one, I thought, here we are again. Um, we're at the end of the game, we have the lead, and then they take the lead, and we're gonna do we're just gonna play foolish ball here and we're not gonna get the touchdown. And of course it played out a lot differently. Now, we'll talk about it here in a second, because that finish, I think, warrants some I don't know. I'm not like I don't know. We will talk about it, but like, you know, I, I'm glad to see that we're winning, you know, it's it wasn't a we lost a one possession game, it was we won a one possession game. And you can't be at the end of the day, you can't be upset with that. Uh, so let's, let's get into the game itself. Cause I have a couple questions for you. Mm. Um, <laughs> I have a couple questions for you. So let's get into the game itself. Right. And so before, before we get into that game, you are right about one thing. This is our, well, last week was our first one possession win of the game of the year, which even though it was one possession win, it was a game we kind of felt in control of. This is actually the first game for this to me, honestly, this is the first tight game we won all year. This is the first game where I was like, Ooh, in the fourth quarter, especially as they scored that game winning game time field goal, it was like, ah, I don't see it. <laughs> you know, this is, this, it actually, we got lucky that we even held them to a field goal on um, both, both t- chances where it was like, ah, you know what? Eh, here we go. Here we go. And like you said, we ended up winning at the end. So let's talk about that. Let's go through the play by play a little bit. So starting off defense, Jason beans in defense is a great job three and out. And we follow that up with a touchdown drive. This touchdown drive, was seven plays, and of the seven plays, five of them were runs. And so we knew right from the very get-go, we were in for it. Very similar to the Houston game, very similar to the Baylor game. Todd Brooks was going to – Zach Kittley saw the weakness, which we talked about in the preview pod, was the Kansas run defense and said, we're just going to run Taj. Hey, Bear, take the day off. We're just going to run Taj. And we ran Taj five of the first seven times. Um, and then when we got the ball back again, we ran Taj – uh, we had another 15 play drive and of those 15 plays Taj ran 10 of them so again we ran Taj ran Taj ran Taj ran Taj or ran he ran nine of it nine of them we ran Taj again so and just like that we're up 10-0 and it's good it's great right and I mean how are you feeling right now the fact that we're not only winning the game but we're saying we are going to run as much as possible felt like a dream and, and you know we joked about it that uh, we played another team that was not great at rush defense, and we lost against them, right? We, we lost against BYU. They somehow kind of found a way around um, the way that we had been prolifically like running. But with Kansas, it was a, it was an excellent it was an excellent uh, exhibition of, hey, you know what? You're not stopping him. I'm just going to keep running. And even the announcers were like, hold on now. That he may be on pace for 50 carries because <laughs> they just keep running this guy. You know what's funny about you brought, brought up BYU, and a lot of the the Kitley defenders were saying, both in the BYU game and the Kansas State game, 
I heard a lot after the Kansas State game because everybody was just irate. I think BYU, we just were like, you know what, it is what it is. Um, but the Kansas State game, everybody was irate because it was, well, they're stacking the box. And we went through a whole, you know, we got on our own soapbox about how uh, just wrong and ignorant that was. Uh, this yeah, game, they wasn't legitimately the stacked the box. Like this game, especially by the second half. And now we're talking about the first half right now. By the second half, Kansas was like, screw all this. We're stacking the box. They legitimately stacked the box. You know what else we did, Jeremy? We kept running. Um, we kept running. So, so to go kind of going back to that play by play. Uh, after we're up 10 0, we, we are running. We're running. We, we, we stopped them on downs. Uh, Jason Bean ends up trying to run for the first down at our own 31. And we, the defense stops him. We get the ball back. We're driving around down the field. And we finally decide to pass it. And Baron Morton throws an interception. I got Jeremy, my first question I have for you is what do you think about that play? Should we have not passed the ball? Like I, heard, I saw a lot of what are we doing? The run has been working. Why even try to pass it all? I mean, what is your what is your thoughts there? Uh, too much of a good thing can be a bad thing. I, I do. I, like everybody else, am frustrated that it was intercepted. I am not frustrated with a play call, however, because I think when you're running so well as an offensive coordinator, like you're expecting, you should be seeing the defense like crashing in a little more, getting confident, sending a blitz, you know, just scooting in the defenders to like, okay. If we're having a hard time stopping the run, our, our defensive backs need to be scooting in a little bit so that they can um, make a break quicker. Like if we're backing them off 10 yards, you're basically giving that running back. If he gets past the line and the line, you know, linebackers, he's got a lot of room to run. So squeezing down on that, you're expecting the defense to get tight, 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 tight. And when they do that, if you can bust off a, 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 like a double move and get outside of that guy, then you can play a de- – it's, it's, it's good offensive play calling to lull the defense into a sleep and then throw a deep ball. And you know what? Even if it doesn't work, they, they, it's like you went for it, right? You, you gave him a chance. You gave the running back a break. So I'm not upset with the play call. I, I am still curious about, and I haven't watched it again, uh, why you felt the need to throw – Force it. I think it was just a forced pass. Yeah. You know, I think he set his mind and was like, I'm going to throw it no matter what, but didn't care that there was three defenders yeah. <laughs> right there. So that one, I have no problem. Like, like people were, bla- I, you know, Kitley has just become, he's just become the person to blame. Um, and a lot of it is warranted, yeah. but some of it isn't. Like that play call, I had no problem with. You have to pass. Right. Flip side, I know there's a lot of Chiefs and Texans fans that listen to this. Um, right now, this year, the Texans, uh, we can't run the ball. Devin Singletary just went off in the last game, but prior to that game, we can't, can't run the ball to, to save our lives. Everybody, every time a run play is called, it's like, why even run it, right? Chiefs fans previous years said the same thing. Just throw it with Pat. We don't need to run the ball. Just throw it with Pat. You got to run sometimes. The passing game is uh, prolific enough for the Texans and the Chiefs that you got to run sometimes to keep the defense honest. Flip side for the Texans. Run game is great, but, you know, Kansas just started to sack the box. They're like, well, they ain't going to pass it, and they're not wrong, Right. Um, but eventually, you got to pass it, even if it's incomplete, even if it's down the field, because it at the very least keeps the defense a little honest. And so I have no problem with the pass play call. It's just, yeah, Baron, you can't stare down your receiver, throw it into, and then throw it into triple coverage, right? There were other pieces along. I think I saw Dre McCray coming, coming underneath that you could have dumped it off to as well. Sometimes you just take the L. Just take the L. Just say, you know what? Ain't nobody around. I'm throwing it away. So that was the problem. It wasn't. It wasn't on Kitley or play calling or anything like that. It was just simply a, uh, a bad decision by the quarterback, a bad pass by the quarterback. So after that interception, 
Kansas goes, they have a 16-play drive. They get it down to the one-yard line. Guess what, Jeremy? Another, this time a goal line stand, right? We It was second and goal from the, or third and goal from the one-yard line and two no-gain runs. Um, it was amazing. It was amazing. Uh, that great goal line stand, and that took it to half, and it is halftime. Tech, Texas Tech is up 10-0. to uh, and, you know, there was a little sense of – it was funny because in my mind I was thinking, well, I'm coming out – if I'm taking a second, come out in the second half, it's 0-0, right? Because that was 10-0. Defense been playing well. It's still a very slow game. Kansas at the drop of a hat can come out and just be on fire. You never know what's going to happen. Um, but uh, we're, we're feeling good. And not to mention, I forgot to – I kind of skipped over this. Jason Bean got hurt before that last drive as well. And so now Jason Bean mm-hmm. got absolutely – killed trying to go for it on the first down and that's great for you as a quarterback trying to get that first down but dude slide bruh come on now slide so now you have cole ballard who'd only taken one snap before this game all season come in leads a pretty good first drive that ends in zero points thanks to the defense but so how are you feeling cole ballard has a good series jason bean's out do you feel like we can ride it out or are you kind of still a little pessimistic well here's the thing at the half whenever kansas was marching down the field i thought ah even with the third string, you know, it, we've been here before. Even with their third string, like, it's still a dangerous Kansas team because it wasn't like, oh, Kansas is only Jason Bean. Uh, Jason Bean can do a lot, but Kansas still has a lot of dudes around him. And so the rest of the team was there. The rest of the team that was ranked 17th in the country is there. Uh, it, it was just like now they have to find a way to kind of win with a Jake Strong type. But let's be honest, Cole Ballard is probably a little bit more talented. Uh, and so – the goal line stand for me, um, it was impressive all the same to keep. I mean, yeah. And the, 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 the goal line stand for me was probably the most impressive piece of the first half because you allowed Kansas to get right there. And, and something they've been able to do really well all season is get points. I mean, they're one of the top, I think they're 38th in the nation for offensive production uh, for, you know, getting points and just just it's a good offense this year like you can't say it's not and so for uh ben roberts our boy and braylon lux hello um sneaking in behind the line on the goal line stand uh talk about demoralizing for kansas right before the half i mean you're at home you played really well at home this whole season and now you got texas tech who is 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 desperate uh and they're kind of holding all the cards at the half and so for me you know you're up uh 10-0. Was it just 10 or was it 13? Yeah, 10 and a half. Uh, I was impressed that you kept them off the board for two quarters, but I did not think that it was going to stay that way. So for me, I'm with you. It's like a a 0-0 mindset. Like you have to come out with as much energy because if you don't, like they're at home. They've got everything going for them if they start getting And we saw it happen a couple of times. So they actually, they shut them out for another quarter. Third quarter is boring as hell, but uh, which is good when you're up 10, right? Boring as hell, but it's- It's classic Big Ten football. It's classic Big Ten football. Um, We end up, we end up scoring a field goal in the third quarter. It's 13-0 at the end of the third. And I'm feeling – I'm finally a little optimistic. Third quarter's ending. We have the ball. It's third and – we're up 13-0. I'm starting to feel it. And do you know when my optimism died, Jeremy? When Gino Garcia missed that 48-yarder. And then I was – I, I, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. A part of me was like, I've seen this play out. Because it's, you miss – you make that field goal, it's a three-possession game. And, and, and your likelihood to win the game spikes. It goes it, – it's, it's at that point, I think you go from 
and I don't know, I don't have the ESPN, you know, uh, likelihood to win, you know, projector in front of me, but uh, the predictor in front of me, but I feel like it was, it would have spiked from like 60, 65% up to 90% with a three possession game with 10 minutes to go. Right. Like that, that field goal there to me felt like truly, you know, maybe not locking the door, but closing the door on Kansas. Now you're telling Kansas, you have to go down the field three times and at least two of those times have to be touchdowns. So you even have a shot. I think game. he went from, if I'm looking at this right, I think he went from 94.8% to 75% when he misses that. When he misses it? See, so that, I, so that, I mean, that, I, I think that's a good, <laughs> like, and I don't think we had a 95% chance of winning the game at the time, to be honest. But that drop, you see it, right? Because all of a sudden it's like, uh-oh, uh-oh. You know, you missed that field goal. Now they have the ball. And just like that, a guy that we hadn't seen, Daniel Highshaw had been the main guy running the game all game. I didn't understand why. I think it was mostly because, in my guess up to that point was, is that Kansas saw tape and they just thought Highshaw would be better against this defense, right? Um, he was a little bit more of a bowling ball, a little bit more guy in between the tackles. I don't 100% agree, but I, I, you know, that was their game plan. Then they decide, you know what, Devin Neal, it's time to unleash you, and damn, was he unleashed, right? He had this 16 yard run right off the right off the rip. And then after Ballard was sacked, they decide, you know what, Neil, it's time to go. And he bursts off for 60 yards. And I'm like, yep, that'll do it. <laughs> that'll do it. And it's a 13-7 game just like that. I mean, you saw it coming. And when he did, I thought, you know, that had to, it had to happen. It was bound to happen. There was no way it wasn't going to. I thought there, I, I got excited because I tweeted at the end of because I I tweeted it. And I knew that this would just I had if I had to get it in there as quick as I could. I said you know Texas Tech held, um, you know a top whatever you know you've held an offense like this to zero points through three quarters. That is impressive. Like Texas Tech defense, like all the kudos for you for doing what you can. Good good defensive scheme here. Excellent, like excellent goal line stand. It wasn't just these maybe pambies. It was like you did a really good job here. And then of course, when the fourth quarter opened, and we get a couple of you know you got Devin Neal running for sixty yards. I thought, man, I'm so glad I got that tweet off. Yeah, because <laughs> this this game is we went from like oh I'm comfortable to okay this is dramatically different. Well, and not only that, so right after that touchdown, it's kind of like man we got we got to score points in this next drive, or it's really going to get tense. And guess what happens, Jeremy? We don't score points. We punt it back away. Sure enough. We and we did a great job here, I think, because Kansas had all the momentum. Once they got the ball back, it was that place was the loudest I, I had heard it all day. They the fans felt it, everybody felt it. And sure enough, Ballard has a nice pass to Lawrence Arnold. He has a nice little another run on second down going for 15 yards, right? And that takes him down to first and goal. And it's like, well, here it is. Once again, bend but do not break. A four, go, another goal line stand forces a field goal, and it's 13 to 10. So, again, I'm thinking, we got to score here. Got to score here. Mm-hmm. Make it tough. You can <laughs> you can end – you if you score here, you virtually end the game. And if you score a touchdown, if you score a field goal, you, you, it spikes back up to that 95% because now they have to score a touchdown with, with less than two minutes to go. But instead, we once again – punt the ball away because this is this is the point of the game where we spent three quarters running with Taj and at this point Kansas them they're like don't even go for the pass run they're not going to do anything else but run the ball they're going to run the ball and they're going to run the ball between the tackles they're not even going to do anything special with the run they're going to hand it off 
they're going to do a shotgun, hand it off to Todd, uh, Todd Brooks. It's not going to be an RPO. It's not going to be a QB run. It's not going to be anything special. It's going to be to Todd. He's going to wait patiently. They're looking for an opening, and he's going to go. And so we're just going to attack right there. That's all Kansas did for the last quarter, and it was working. So we were forcing punt after forcing punt, and sure enough, they get the ball back. You're asking the deep. So now with two minutes ago, the defense is supposed to stay firm, and they forced two separate third down uh, convert, uh, um, three separate uh, third downs, and each time Kansas co- converts, they finally get first and goal. In my head, I'm like, there it is. They're going to win this game. But once again, for the third time in this game, the defense on first and goal holds firm, holds into a field goal with 25 seconds. Everybody, now, I, first thing I got to give, I, we have not given Joey McGuire a lot of flowers this year. Um, Joey called a timeout on, I think it was second and yeah, second and goal from the seven. He calls a timeout. Yeah, the most confusing timeout you've you ever seen funny? in your life. Everybody was saying that. I didn't think it was confusing at all. The announcers were saying it. People were tweeting it, and a lot of people were like, "What are you? You know, oh, Joey, you idiot! What are you doing?" And I'm over here. What made sense to you in that? I, to me, it's it's simple, right? They're marching. They're going to either kick a field goal or score a touchdown. The field goal right now is just too easy. I mean, it's going to be a 95% chance he's going to make this field goal or score a touchdown. There's no point. Like, letting you, you're better off trying to get the ball back. Because, what, what, like, like, hypothetically speaking, what's the worst thing that happens here? Like, where the, the best case scenario would be you get a turnover, right? Well, then if you get a turnover, you just you kneel and the game's over. So, to, to me, him calling a timeout, you want to get the ball back. You want to get the, put the ball in your hands. Like, that made sense to me. I would have done the same thing. So, at the time, everybody's, like, yelling, like, oh, no, what is he doing? To me, I'm like, well, actually, kind of, like, I, I, maybe I'm insane, too, but it just makes sense. Like, try to see if you can get the, get more time back, right? It's, it's first and goal at this point. You know, like, saving, preserving time for him. I mean, he's his first and goal, and I'm pretty sure at the time, Kansas had timeouts. Like, they, they that's not really – Calling a timeout there doesn't affect anything um, to me, except for getting the ball back. So that, that's how I looked at it. I mean, again, maybe me and Joey are both insane, but it, it just made plenty of sense to me to, for me to call timeout. I actually thought he could have called timeout earlier than that. I thought he could have called a timeout, uh, um, you know, after the the the, uh, the first completion that got him into the in, into the first and goal. Like I thought, then they could have called a timeout. That's when and Kansas actually was the one that called a timeout at that time with forty three seconds. At that time, I was like, oh, you know what, Joey, go ahead and. Go ahead and burn one, all right? So when he called a timeout there, I actually thought it was a great job of, of, of coaching. Um, but again, you know, it's, I'm probably just also insane. Um, and so, but sure enough, they kick a field goal. We have 25 seconds on the clock. Uh, I thought we were going to kneel out and go to overtime. That's what I thought. I thought, I thought you know, uh, mm. knowing what we've, how the offense is. Well, what's the point of calling the timeout if you're just going to kneel I, it out? I just, the way the game is, I'm, I, for me, I'm just thinking to myself, like, uh, we have all we've done is run the ball. Maybe they're just trying to reset the yeah, defense and just, just, keep them to a field goal. I mean, yeah. Maybe not kneel it out, but like, they're just going to run it with Todd and, you know, let's run, run the game out and let's go to overtime, right? So I'm already in my mind preparing for overtime. I'm ready. Like, yeah, okay. We're about to go to overtime and be good to go. And then the genius that is Zachary Kitley. <laughs> Don't even give me that. <laughs> the genius, big brain, big brain ZK. 16-yard pass to Duran Bradley. 
14 yard pass to Miles Price. Timeout. Uh, 33 yard pass to Duran Bradley gets us right there, ready to go and kick a field goal in 26 seconds. Uh, yeah, 26 seconds right down the field to the 12 yard line. Gino Garcia redeems himself, kicks a field goal, wins the game. <laughs> We ain't gone deep all game long. The only time you know, the only time we've gone deep all game was an interception and a triple coverage. You got inter- you got picked off. <laughs> <laughs> and on three back to back to back plays when we needed it the most. Great play call, great ball placement. You know, we got him right. Zach Kelly said we got him right where we want him. <laughs> this man pulled out a crumpled up napkin out of the back pocket and said i've been waiting for my 30 second <laughs> smorgasbord play call oh, like here here's the three so plays much. coach because <laughs> everybody hated him everybody hated him so much everybody was so frustrated at this time they hated him so much <laughs> bro i don't under in here i tweeted about it. i tweeted immediately i said i don't understand i'm thankful i'm mad happy i'm mad happy where this was that all game, game Zach? What do you and people were like? It was so dumb. It was such a dumb. I felt I'm glad again. I cannot. We are glad that we won. Everybody in the scarlet and black is so happy. We're so happy that we won. I don't understand for 26 seconds. Like, Wait, what is this? Yes, bro. Yes. He's like, ah, I guess we'll just go win. I guess we'll do that. Let's just suddenly be accurate as hell. Throw downfield. In, uncharacteristically as we have, and I uh, just the pop, pop, pop. okay, the let's together. kick it. Like, all right, guys, <laughs> remember all the plays we practiced all week? F them all. Here, let me pull out my big playbook. F. <laughs> this is what we're running now. Yeah, uh, stunning. Just flummoxed <laughs> from that play calling. Where I want him. Oh, Zach Kelly might be my favorite. And we'll never see it he again. My favorite offensive coordinator. And we'll never see it time. again. <laughs> God. He's reaching, he's reaching, he's reaching Matt Wells level. That's my favorite. Co- he's my favorite offensive coordinator. Uh, and is, good for Gino Garcia to yeah, bang it. that last one in. Like that that's was, uh, you know, hey man, that's for yeah, yeah, I mean, so, to be uh, honest, the, the one he missed was it was a forty-eight yarder. It's not the easiest field goal. So I, I, you know, it's one of those forty-eight yarder and a little windy. Yeah, so, yeah, you know, some some field goals. You know, college kickers. So sometimes you're really annoyed by them. That was one of them. I was like, ah, that sucks. But I, you can't be like. You know, too mad um, when if, if a kicker misses a, a tough field goal, and he barely missed it. It was a close one, but uh, but yeah, no. So so let me so give me your thoughts on Zach Kelly. Like overall, what do you what do you think? <laughs> so I, yeah, so I had mentioned that I tweeted about it right after. I was like, I'm just confused. I just don't understand. He won us the game, Jeremy. I don't understand, and he won us the game. Uh, for me, he did win again. Here's the big asterisk. We won the game, and nothing I say really matters because he's still offensive coordinator making a lot of money. But here's the thing. Like, why, where is the – I don't know, man. You, you had this in your – did you have this in your back pocket all game? What were you – like? It's part of the what? game plan. <laughs> Honestly, because I was like, this is the same – you got the same defense. You're playing the same defense, and you just went, oh, I was just going to chug it out. Was it all? Everything just came together so right. I had some people like, oh, you don't know ball. They played a whole different defensive scheme, blah, blah, blah. I'm like – Here's the thing. 
Uh, no, not really. Um, they did what they because were going to do. It was like more of a, like, because a, they on. actually, yeah, that's actually pretty funny that, that I didn't see that, but that's actually pretty funny because, because they didn't play the, uh, a different scheme was why it worked. <laughs> it's just, it's, Bro. And I was like, your circular reasoning makes you sound yeah, like an idiot. Like, I don't think you understand. I'm, uh, so I, yeah, I just, I sat there and stunned i i almost feel like i didn't celebrate as i watched those three passes just go in like it was no big deal because i was so it was one of those shocking moments in my life where man these are the these are the receiving core this is the receiving core that we've had all year and they looking like that we knew that they would and it was just the most like it was the most inoperative like the most i couldn't even fathom they were doing it so well (laughs) so yeah right now i'm just like what what is going on because kitley leaned into yes leaned into that Kansas was not going to play well against the run. Okay. And it got us a lot of momentum early. Um, but when they decided to sell out and be like, all right, they're going to run it. And we did like Kitley didn't really break. Didn't from much, it. And yeah. so it was like, let's just, he didn't budge. He's like, I'm going to keep running it because and it was almost like this. And I'm not saying this is what Kitley is, but it was almost like, uh, like a kid just being stubborn. Like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. And just kept running. And it's like, please change it. I'm not going to do it. Um, and so you feel like at that moment, like at first half Kitley, I was pretty happy with. Like, hey, first quarter Kitley the best. Second quarter, I was like, man, you're kind of having a rough go over here, but whatever, we'll get points in the second. The fact that you only had one touchdown this whole game. And here's the thing. Well, at the same time, real quick, before you continue, first quarter Kitley, second quarter Kitley, third quarter Kitley, and fourth quarter Kitley were all the same. It just didn't change <laughs> up until the last 26 seconds. It just didn't change. <laughs> correct. Well, correct. Yeah. And so my point is that if this is the this is the offensive guru that you've brought in and we're scoring 16 points to win, I feel like that, that it could be a lot better. The real star of this whole season has been Tim DeRuiter. Amen. Like we're he the, has been the reason that we like, – We're the Texas Tech Hawkeyes. Hmm. <laughs> the Iowa Red Raiders. Uh, but, but honestly, bro <laughs> – and here's the thing: if like Tim DeRuiter was not good at his job, people would be even more on Kitley right now because the fact that we're keeping a team, a top twenty-five team, to thirteen points on the season, uh, uh, excuse me, thirteen points on the game, impressive. The fact that you kept number thirteen Oregon to thirty-eight points, impressive. The fact that you kept, um, I mean, you've you've kept a lot of good teams to like low. You've done a really good job as a defensive coordinator. If if Kitley, but if he wasn't, then Kitley would be like. Uh, he would be a little bit more exposed, I would say. You can't score 16 points usually and win unless you have a really good defense. And so we got a little bit of help from the defense this game. And so I, I just need I need more than one touchdown in a game for me to evaluate your play calling at like 600,000 or whatever it is. Hey, game. man, you know we what won I'm saying? the game. <laughs> hey, bro, but, but we, we won, won the, game. the game. We, we were never losing in this game. Um, and so... Uh, <laughs> Exactly. Funny guy. Funny guy. Um, so, you know what's what's interesting about um, Mr. Kelly? So I'm actually not as, not as pissed at ZK as like 90% of the fan base is uh, for this game. Um, it, and I'm just confused, not pissed. I'm just yeah, confused. Yeah. So, my, my, okay, so here's my thing, right? We, we asked so much for him to run the ball more. We begged for it. We begged for it, please, for the love of God, against this team run the ball more. I had a, I, had a, I was texting with a few friends, and I was like, "Man, I don't think we're gonna win this game because I don't think we're gonna run the ball enough." So what he does is he says, "I'm gonna run the ball so much down all of your throats that you will ha- all have to shut the f up." 
And, and, and so what ends up happening is in the fourth quarter, everybody's like, stop running the ball so dang much. <laughs> stop it. Mm-hmm. Stop it. So here's the thing. I've come to the conclusion. We can't ask ZK to be a good offensive coordinator. We have to just ask him to do one or the other. Right? So ZK, hey, man, just run the ball. Hey, it's okay. We won the game. We won the game. Just run the ball and keep the lead. That's all we ask. Keep the lead. And for the last – Three twenty. We have twenty six seconds to go in the game next week against UCF, and we're tied. I have confidence that Zach Kelly, after running the ball, uh, how much did did, did uh, how much did he run up running the ball for Todd Brooks? Todd Brooks ran the ball thirty three times. I'm confident if Todd Brooks runs the ball thirty three more times against UCF, and we have just a terrible passing game. Those last three plays, twenty six seconds. I'm confident that Zach Kelly will draw up something good, even no matter how the rest of the game has gone. I am now confident those last three plays, he'll say, I got him right where I want him. Choose <laughs> to those last three. Yeah. No. I don't listen, at this point, I just want Zach Kelly to control the game. Which he did. Hey, Zach ZK offensively controlled the game. We were never losing, you know, whether that's the offense's fault or not. We were never losing at all. So he said when it was time to go win, he went and went went and won the game. Um <laughs> I don't know what else to say. It's, it's just... <laughs> you went and won the game. I would hate for that to be our entire <laughs> offensive identity. Because like, it would be like a gimmick, right? It's such we a went gimmick. To, I don't care. We went to win the we, we, we did It's not We repeatable. did enough to win the game. I was like, if you do that every game, you win a national championship. No, 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 no. Not like that. Like you, you set, like you ran the whole game and then you bust out this like tremendous pass game that's, like that is the everybody. entire like i would hate for 2019 that to be texas tech basketball season was huh don't know how we got here no. but we won <laughs> that was the entire season oh my god whatever <laughs> it was it was always like huh go over here how much dang it 28 that's crazy whatever we won? you had one of the best <laughs> no you had one of the best nationally the best defenses and yeah, one of the best exactly defenses in basketball exactly but you don't have that in tim deruder just held a if top we were 25 people to three points to a three-quarter shutout all right how dare you it's the same thing but in the how end we me. want if that is the if that is the slogan for the 2024 Texas Tech Red Raider football team, but in the end we won. We're winning a natty, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That would be that would be a great. That would be such a but good social the, media but thing. End, hey, but in the end we won. I, Iowa Hawkeye. And I'll football. put the little trophy icon. <laughs> Iowa Hawkeye football, but in the end we won. All right. Um, yeah, no, this game was ugly as hell. The offense was. I compared it to last year's uh, game against at, at Iowa State. But the difference is last year at Iowa State, we had Tyler Shuck coming back, and he looked still wildly hurt. Um, it was terrible weather. It's in Iowa. And so uh, – but we, we came out in the, in the end, Jeremy, we won. And so it's the same thing. Uh, you know, Zach Kittley decided, I'm going to run it so much that all of y'all shut the hell up. And so and finally, the, the opposite happened. We didn't shut up. We instead, the fan base was like, stop running the dang ball so much, making it so obvious we're going to run the ball and having three straight punt situations that gets the, entire, the other team fully back into the game. Uh, but he said, hey, man, this is what I do. <laughs> Got him right where I want him. 26 seconds, he would go down the field and score the game tying or game winning field goal. Um, yeah. No, Zach Kelly's hilarious. Uh, he's He's, he's a funny, he's a funny guy. And I can't wait 
for UCF next week, and I definitely can't wait to try on this Charlie Hustle. So charliehustle.com, they are a vintage retailer based out of Kansas City, but they specialize in collegiate and Kansas City apparel. So you want cheese stuff, go to Charlie Hustle. But most importantly, if you want Texas Tech stuff, make sure to go to Charlie Hustle. And use our promo code 101215, that's T-E-N-1215, 50% off of your first, of all non-sale items. Uh, it's promo code 101215, go to charliehustle.com, get that swag right, Charlie Hustle, vintage, made fresh. But yeah, no, next weekend's UCF is going to be interesting, because last week we were joking, we were talking about how UCF stinks, and this, that, and the other, and then what does UCF do? Play the smackdown on Oklahoma State. Uh, Oklahoma State team that was reeling. They were they were not reeling, but they were doing a great job. Oklahoma State was in the in the hunt for a Big 12 title. And then UCF says, Yeah, yeah I like the little but both UCF and Texas Tech last week were like, hey man, Kansas, Oklahoma State. I like what you got going on there with your whole Big 12 title possibility. Let's end that. Let's wreck that completely. And so Oklahoma State's still in the running because they're only five and two and they're still tied for second in the conference. Kansas is virtually out now. But UCF proved that, hey, we can win games again in the Big 12 and that against teams that are not named Cincinnati. Um, it, is, it is possible for us to do so. And so they beat Oklahoma State. Now, that was at home. So now they're coming to the unfriendly confines of Lubbock, Texas. Uh, they, have the only, they have won on the road before. They, they beat Boise State earlier in this year on the road. And then they, of course, beat Cincinnati both in uh, games barely by two points. But uh, are you – you know, we're going to have to preview a little bit later, but uh, after watching what you watched against Kansas and you watching Oklahoma State, that again, put the, put the, beat the brakes off Oklahoma State, beat it by 42. Are you scared? Yeah. No. Uh, and he, no, and let me give you a teaser why. I think that UCF has had an interesting season where their record wasn't really illustrating the quality of the team that they are, right? Man, this is a team that we looked at and said, yeah, they're probably going to, they're probably in the best position to challenge Big 12 teams this year. And the reality is it's that they just haven't. The first Big 12 team that they beat was Cincinnati, 28-26, to who was also terrible, right? And <laughs> and we all, we can all agree that Cincinnati's the worst Big 12 team. Cincinnati just won at Houston. Yeah, at Houston. So um, they're kind of in this all Houston, Cincinnati, BYU, or Houston, Cincinnati, Baylor, and – uh, UCF are kind of in this weird melting pot right now. But I think with the win against Oklahoma State... Of obscurity, this, of, of trashness. Yeah, I'm like a trash, you know, <laughs> melting dumpster. Pot of, of melting mid. pot of <laughs> mid. <laughs> Love that. Oh, good shirt idea. Um, you get a, I mean, you get a top 15 win against Oklahoma State, 45 to 3. You got to be rejuvenated. You have to, I mean, I don't see it being replicable. Um, first of all, there'll be away they'll be in Lubbock um but more importantly I think you know for teams like this they haven't shown me this year that they can handle success um Kent State Boise State Villanova to open up really not a lot of not a lot of challenge there when they have faced challenge they've you know it's been they they've just been so back and forth you lose to Baylor 36 to 35 Baylor's not good but then you play as six number six Oklahoma 31 to 29 and you're like, oh wow, UCF, they may be it. But then they go out to Morgan, or they they play Morgan or West Virginia at home, and a 41-28 loss. So I'm like, I, there's no way you can put a bead on UCF. If anything, the fact that they won this, but that's what makes them so scary, because you can't put a bead on them. The fact that they won for me says, you know what, they're probably gonna bomb this game. <laughs> that's fair. But I'm saying that's the part because if they get a two point conversion against Oklahoma, they might win that game. 
Uh, like they lost the game because they 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 failed the two points. So like I and even the Baylor game, the Baylor game was a game that was embarrassing. They should have won that game. That was that was bad. But um, sure, but they didn't. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But I, I, I look at... Uh, it makes me think of like mid-2010s Texas Tech, right? Big win! And then you bomb the next game when you get a little bit of expectation. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. We'll talk, so, about, it. We'll talk about it a little yeah. bit later so, this week. I don't week. know. Um, Texas Tech does play UCF. But yeah. we are one game away now from bowl eligibility. At this point, I just want to get to a... I want two things in life. I want to get to a bowl and I want to beat Texas. Um, and I will say... Excuse me. If you do both, there is still a path, Jeremy, to eight and five, which replicates what we did last year. And it's also the win streak we had there last is. year. There is a path to it. And I, I I believe if that path also includes a win against Texas, all is forgiven. All is for nobody will all is forgiven. Nobody will, we will we will forget Wyoming. We will forget West Virginia. We will for, we will forget all of that stuff. If you win out, because that'd be that would have you finishing out a four-game win streak. You would beat um, – and you beat Texas? You know what? Hey, hey Joey. And, and you beat Texas to knock them out of the – because the Texas is one more loss out of the college football playoff. Now, they might still be in the Big 12 championship game. Oh, without yeah. Without college football playoff. And, and right now, if you look at pundits, they're all positive Texas is going to make the Big the college football playoff. Because I think from national media, they're like, well, they're the best team in the Big 12. And they're not wrong. But they're the best team in the Big 12. They'll, they'll, they're not going to lose another game. They'll be there. Um Especially with Oklahoma looking how they look. So, uh, yeah. So, if you knock off Texas in the college football playoff, all is forgiven, Joey. That's what That's you what want. want. That's what you want this season. Beat US. That's what you've always wanted since the summer. Yeah, yeah. Beat UCF. <laughs> beat Texas. Uh, you know, win the bowl game. And uh, all is forgiven. All is forgiven. You hear oh, that, ZK? In the, in, you, would, you would never have. In the end, all that matters <laughs> is we win. That's all that matters. More 16 13 games. In the end, in the we end, won. we won. That's right. That's all that matters. Oh, my imagine God. This, imagine this was the Texas game. <laughs> imagine. <laughs> this was the Texas game. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh man! Imagine if that's how we beat we we beat Texas. <laughs> In the end, we won. <laughs> if if that is if it if it plays out and we do win, we're gonna have to make sure we get a tortillas and takes. In the end, we won. <laughs> yeah, logo or something. I'll put it on the show. All right. Anything else you want to say to the people? Two more games of football. Feels good to win. Feels good to win. So for the People's Champ, Gary McGillan, this is your boy, I'll be sure. And you've been listening to the Tortillas and Takes podcast, part of the 1012 Network. As always, stay wrecked, people. Sports Social Podcast Network.